WebmasterRadio.fm. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Cover Story. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbitt, and I am joined with my very charming co-host, Mick Jolly of PR Web. Welcome, Mick. Hey, Brandy. How are you? Honestly? You survived ad tech, huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> I am now, you s- stayed over a little bit, too, right? We did. We did. We were supposed to take a nap a trip with a bunch of folks from ad tech, and uh, we actually ended up missing it only because um, our demand for business was stronger. So we had to put business over pleasure. So Oh, man. I know. But the neat thing was we got to connect up with all those people, and they told us all those great stories, so it felt like we were almost there regardless. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So you had a chance to do a wrap-up, so to speak. Yes, and it was great, like two weeks in a row, being eyeball to eyeball with you doing our show. Hey, very good. Very true. So that was very fun. And yes... I, it's getting me a little adjusted. We got home at like 1 o'clock in the morning last night, and my body felt like it was 11 oh, o'clock. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you slept in a little bit. Not um, a chance, though. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, like, fortunately or unfortunately, I did. Um, so I'm, I'm a little tired, but you know what? It's giving me awesome energy outside of you. Uh, very good. Very um, good. No, but you know what's giving me great energy? What's that? It's the fact that, A, I get to hang out with you again, but, B, we have a very important series that we are kicking off internal to the Cover Story radio show. Awesome. And, you can and, tell me a little bit about it with anticipation, that's for sure. So Yeah, absolutely. Well, the Public Relations Society of America, which is the most, in my opinion, the most important entity um, in the support and promotion of the public relations media industry outlet industry, yeah. truly. I, I mean, from a from an educational standpoint, from a promotion standpoint, the whole nine yards, they're, they're truly um, the best support, in my mind, the best support mechanism out there um, is working with us to um, showcase they have my goodness like a thousand entries and I believe over a hundred of those entries were actually chosen um, to win what they call a silver anvil award and for those of you that do not know what a silver anvil award is I'm going to tell you right now Um, the silver anvil awards competition is for outstanding achievement in public relations and it's been growing steadily Steadily in scope, that's an understatement, and stature since its inception over 60 years ago. That's 1946, these awards. are so talking about history and, um, I, I mean, true veteran. Um, so they were originally, originally awarded in 1944, the first convention of the Public Relations Association, I apologize. In 1961, the APRA and the Public Relations Society merged, and in the 40 years since the merger, the program has become pre Eminent. The awards recognize and honor the most outstanding public relations programs planned and executed each year. The Silver Anvil is selected as a symbol because the v- validity, quality, and achievement of any public relations activity are ultimately shaped on the anvil of public opinion. Throughout the years, interest in the Silver Anvil competition has developed to the point where there are 56 separate classifications for entries. So in other words, that means that as the world develops and grows and media, um, you know, grows across the board, the Public Relations Society of America keeps up with that. So there's really an entry pretty much for everyone, whatever your focus is, and requires a panel of 150 public relations <laughs> experts. So that's a great support. Um, this, all, this contrasts markedly with its beginnings when a handful of members awarded the first civil and foil award. Like that's when you can kind of go around and really do some campaigning for yourself. 150 people, you're campaigning pretty strong. Competition is open to members of the Public Relations Society of America and non-members alike. Two-page summaries of the current award-winning programs are archived on the Silver Anvil webpage, which is at www.silveranvil.org. And the actual awards itself will be given on Thursday, June 8th, 2006 at the Equitable Tower in New York City. And that's at 787 7th Avenue, 51st and 57th Street in, um, in New York City. And I personally would like to go because it's a, uh, it's a black tie event. 
And I really Ooh, like to get. <laughs> I, I like to get dressed up, you know. Sounds like a good time. It really does. It really does. So from now until um, the eighth, we're going to be showcasing the various um, finalists for the Silver Anvil series, and then on the fourteenth, we're going to have a big celebration with the actual winner. So this is a great occasion for our listeners to really be able to hear all the various because we're really going to be displaying a bunch of different types of public relations campaigns, large companies, small. companies, Companies, um, technology-oriented, fun. You know, um, um, actually, today, for example, is an amusement park. So, all all different type of, of properties and entities, and all different approaches to allow them to really knock the cover off the ball, and not only be a finalist, but we will get to be uh, we'll get to celebrate with a winner. So that will be on awesome. the 14th. Oh, I'm out of breath. Are you out of breath for me? (laughs) I always seem to have a lot to say. When someone shut her up nicely. So anyway, what I'd like to do is let's introduce our first guest. And um, I'm extremely excited. I got a chance to speak with her uh, a little earlier today. And she is just bubbly and vivacious and, and extremely knowledgeable. We'll introduce her. We'll go to our first commercial break. And then we'll come right back. So our first guest today is Joyce Trubin Curry. She's the uh, president and CEO of C3 Communications. And that's also um, C3PublicRelations.com. She was nominated for their efforts promoting two new attractions at Belmont Park, an amusement center on, on the beach in San Diego, California. California. Now, this is the coolest thing. And on the 80th anniversary of the San Diego Coaster Company's Giant Dipper Roller Coaster, which if anyone out there knows, I'm like a amusement park addict. So this is so up my alley. Okay, so this woman with a team of three and a budget of $10,000, only $10,000. She was challenged to increase the park sales by 16%. And in the end, the San Diego Coaster Company management confirmed that sales were increased by over 26%. So they met and yet exceeded their goals. Um, and they were able to reduce their advertising budget during the course of the year. So when we come back, we are going to speak to the lovely, very lovely, very vivacious Joyce Trubin Curry. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as XY7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own XY7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with XY7.com so you won't have to. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're inserting a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hey, this is Brandy Shapiro Babin, and I'm joined with my host, Mick Jolly. Welcome, Mick. Hey, Brandy. How are you? Oh, very, very good. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so, but without further ado. Okay, well, Joyce, are you out there? I am here. I should say good afternoon to you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. <laughs> so I am so excited to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. So this is actually your your third chance at winning the Silver Anvils. That is correct. Yeah, I found the C3 Communications. Oh, hi, Mick. Good morning. <laughs> Afternoon to you. Excuse me. I'm calling you from San Diego, California, so it's still morning to buy uh, just a little bit more. 
Uh, yes, actually, indeed, this is, we're very, very fortunate. This would be potentially our hopeful third Silver Anvil in six years. We are a finalist, indeed, for this year's awards, and we're very excited about it. That is so tremendous. So before we get into you know, the Silver Anvils as a whole, let's talk about C3 Communications, perhaps the inception, um, and you've got some really amazing clients as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, we're a small boutique public relations agency in San Diego that has um, five people that work for it, and we have got, I think, some fantastic clients, um, including such wonderful uh, clients that we've won for, such as potentially, hopefully, Belmont Park, which I know we're going to talk about today, um, the San Diego Boat Show, which is the National Marine Manufacturers Association, and we had the pleasure of winning for them in uh, 2005. And then we also do a lot of really fun accounts like Cirque du Soleil, mm-hmm. Class Residence by Hyatt, Disney Live, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, Fabulous. Disney on Ice. Uh, several art festivals, women's shows, and uh, many coffee franchises and different restaurants and this, that, and the other. So, you know, we really kind of have our toe in a lot of uh, really wonderful accounts, and I feel really blessed to say we've got some really great clients. Well, you know what's neat, too, is truly, that's what I was going to say is... Thank you. You really do, you know, your scope ranges. I mean, I definitely see a theme when it comes to, you know, the Cirque. We're very, um, one of my other radio shows, we have on Lynn Heward, who Uh is a former former, um, creative president for, I mean, I think she's emeritus, for, um, for Cirque du Soleil. Right. But I see, you know, I definitely see a theme as far as, like, the events go, the -the over-the-top events. You know, Ringling Brothers is a staple Mm -hmm. to the American culture. 136-year-old institution, to be exact. We got to love, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because we're promoting the 106th edition of Ringling Brothers and Brian Bailey Circus this year, so please don't be too impressed. It's just what the name of it is. But thank you for the nod and compliment. We actually do do 13 major engagements between Sacramento, uh, San Diego, and uh, Las Vegas. So, indeed, that you, you did pick up on that. We do a lot of national brands in San Diego and on the West Coast, and then we also do a lot of um, major events. So that really is our, our true forte, which, as you can see, enables us an opportunity to really have fun at what we do and work with some really wonderful people and in a variety of different products. And when you work in public relations, one of the questions I get asked all the time is, so what's great about your job? Well, A, the things you get to work on, and B, mm-hmm. how every day is different. Good for you. And see how at the end of the day, you know, I think one of our mantras here is how how do you really reach out to the media? Well, give them what they want, make their life easier. Correct. And, and, and I believe in practicing true media relations. You don't just call the media when you want them to do something for you. You establish relationships. You maintain those relationships. And you, you know, go to them and say, how can I be a resource to you? And that begats doing projects like a Belmont Park when you only have a $10,000 budget and you have to accomplish, you know, some pretty significant goals. I mean, that's where those relationships come in and that's where it's important to have those year-round regardless of whatever campaign you're trying to execute. That's phenomenal. Okay, so let's go back. You decided, what did you do prior to 3C? Oh, prior to C3, um, I worked for a public relations agency. I was an executive there, and prior to that, and also in San Diego, and prior to that, I was um, the public relations information officer for Children's Hospital and Health Center in San Diego, and prior to that, I worked as a as a uh, press secretary for the California State Legislature. My God, and prior to that, you were in diapers, young lady. <laughs> You're very kind. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's, it's been fun. So what led you to want to go out on your own? Uh, you know what? There's actually, um, it's a really funny story. I actually wanted a job at the San Diego Zoo, and I bugged them like heck for years and years. I mean, it's the world-famous San Diego Zoo. Who don't want to do PR for them? Absolutely. So I just bugged the heck out of them forever, and it, just, there was never an opening. Either has one I had to die or retire to get in there. So I said, <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, there's just nothing. Someone said, right, you'd be behind a gauge, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I said, go start on your own, go start on your own. So I said, well, okay. And the day, I kid you not, the day the business cards were printed, I had given notice, everything was ready to rock and roll. I got a call from the zoo and they said, well, would you like to come over and interview? I'm like, okay, <laughs> so not happening. I'm going for it. And that was um, six and a half years ago. So Good for you. Thank you. But isn't that neat? That is kind of a, you know, the universe, what have you, is a way of saying, you know what, this is what you were meant to do. Exactly. And, you know, the beautiful thing is, is when I started doing a virtual agency six and a half years ago, it was just taking off by some people that are fantastic pioneers. And now when I look six and a half years later, it's really much more of, of the mainstay staple. You know, before six years ago, you say, I'm doing a virtual agency. People go, okay, well, what's that? Now it's like, oh, well, you know, I, lots of people do that. So now in your mind, 
Can you, what is a virtual agency? Well, virtual agency, I mean, you can, you can construct it a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. I, I have a couple colleagues that have a virtual agency where they've got a team of 10 or 12, and they all work out of their homes, and then they will collectively get together. Um, I have a virtual agency in the sense of that um, there's three people. There's my business partner, there is uh, my other colleague, and there's myself, and we have an office built out of our home, and I have two consultants that work virtually. So when you talk about virtual agency, I mean, you can kind of think of it in that context, but I know a lot of people that have kind of chopped that up into, um, you know, a variety of different models to whatever works for them. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Okay, so now let's go to Belmont. $10,000 in today's world. Yes. Is <laughs> so first of all, so they came to you and, and they said, or, or did you solicit them? Well, Belmont Park came to us, and it, it was just kind of one of these wonderful serendipity kind of uh, moments when they mm-hmm. came to us. And, you know, when you talk about the Silver Anvil Awards, I'll just kind of take, take a, a pause right here. When you look for a Silver Anvil Award, you kind of look for something that's really special. I, I've had the pleasure of judging uh, for the last couple of years, and there's some campaigns that, you know, just really rise to the top like cream. And so when we sat down with Belmont Park, we went, you know what, there's, there's, I just, something feels like there's something here. Mm-hmm. So when we looked at it, and we were like, wow, this is not only a San Diego institution that's right on the beach, and I kid you not, is literally on the beach. And in San Diego, that's not a bad spot to be riding a roller coaster. Absolutely not. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad deal. Um, and it, it was an iconic piece, but, I mean, many of us on my team went there as kids growing up. So it was very cool to kind of say, wow, I get to promote this, and I used to go there. Right, it's um, just style. you have a personal connection to exactly. it. Exactly. So not only do you have that personal connection, mm-hmm. and it is iconic, but to take it a third step was it, it just had that feel to it that, you know what, I think this is going to be something really great. So that's kind of how we charged forward. And then we had a lot of research to do because it's so iconic. We had to figure out, okay, why don't people really care about this thing? You know, it's here, but why why aren't people going to it? Why is there attendance down? So we had to spend a great deal of time doing our our research, which a lot of it stemmed from, you know, history and doing, um, you know, phoners with the media saying, okay, why aren't you covering this thing? And looking back at their sales and, and looking back over trending and all of those things really uh, shaped a direction of the campaign that we would not have thought, just looking at it at first blush, that would have been the case to go. So that what that was a charter they gave you. They said to they said to you, "Here we are. We're in this fabulous location. We're an institution. You know, we really have something that no one else has, and yet we're losing our shine." Correct. And they How? also happen to have a small anniversary, you know, an 80th anniversary. Which is a lovely thing as well. So Which is lovely. But the media doesn't think, uh, we found out, ironically, and uh, perhaps I'm jumping ahead, they didn't think that 80 was substantial. They thought 75 was substantial, but they didn't right. think 80 was. Right. Well, you know what? I think at the end of the day, anything substantial like, as far as a celebration goes. You, you know what I mean? When you really think about it, a celebration is a celebration. Happiness cleans happiness, and people always want to surround themselves when it's something that's positive. Right. So I, I do agree with you in that. So was that, what was the charter they set forth for you was to understand why the marketplace was sort of dropping off and how they could reintroduce no, actually, you'd think that was the case. Okay, that was a okay. great question, Brandy. Actually, what it was was we have an 80th anniversary. We want to get the word out on it, and we want to raise sales in our park. And that, that pretty much was it. And then as we went through our research and did our you know, strategic planning, then we found all of these you know, incredible, uh, you know, great, shiny copper pennies to work with that just kind of begat and built on the other thing, uh, the next opportunity. It was fantastic. So you had the ability to say to them, hey, we can raise awareness for this Mm -hmm. 80th anniversary. We can actually get a lot of people to show up for this 80th anniversary, but we don't want this just to be, quote unquote, a special, you know. Correct. A a one time event. Right. We want this to be something where when people think about a lovely evening out, they're thinking Belmont Park. Right. And and we were hired about a month out before May. And really, when you think about summer season, we were thinking about May, you know, um, June, July, August. And then you, things tend to drop off. The tourists tend to leave. And and so, you know, our, our mission was really to focus on the summer and it was just gravy if after you know labor day people were still really going down there we just sincerely really focused on those summer months and so our our thing was okay we've got an 80th anniversary you can bang that out in one day or or strategically how can we stretch it for a summer long and so we obviously took the latter based on some of the points i made earlier and that's what really paid off dividends and it paid off so well we wound up actually carrying the campaign which i'd be happy to um you know share some of that a little later on into the fall time and, and came up with events that had never been done before. That's phenomenal. That's what I'd like to do is if, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Is let's get into, let's take a quick break because talk about paying out dividends. We need to uh, pay, <laughs> pay a little homage to our fabulous advertisers, but 
let's get into the nuts and bolts that brought us to this awesome entry for the Silver Anvil Awards. Thank you. That'll be great. That's great. We'll be right back with Joyce Trubin Curry. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. You're brilliant. Brilliant. At creating innovative ideas. Ideas. Building brand value and increasing customer loyalty. But when it comes to measuring, testing, and optimizing every online interaction, you need help. In the fast-changing new world of marketing, the web is where it's happening. Where it's happening. That's why a powerful online marketing performance management solution is the next major evolution for web trends and for you. Web trends. Web trends marketing lab. You bring the art, we'll deliver the science. Learn more now at webtrends.com. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Here you go. Who are these people? Your customers. Customers? Yep. See, now that you're sharing all your media files through P2Pads.com, you know, like your MP3s, video files, software, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And advertising all your sites through our global peer-to-peer network. Get to the point. Well, we're able to bring millions of your fellow surfers, basically, right to your front door. For more details, visit us at P2Pads.com. P2Pads.com. Expose yourself. It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. Avoid using unethical practices to promote your website. Obtain quality, relevant links with linksmanager.com. Since 1999, linksmanager.com has been the leading choice for managing link campaigns by thousands of websites. Editor-based link management software makes relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy. No software to install. Free unlimited support. Try linksmanager.com free for 30 days. Accept no limitations. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin and Mick Jolly of Cover Story Radio Show. This is the first in a seven-week series on the spotlight for the Silver Anvil series from the Public Relations Society of America. And I'm very proud to reintroduce Joyce Trubin-Curry, who is the president and CEO of C3 Communications, um, who actually is uh, one of the finalists for the award and also a judge uh, for the Silver Anvil series. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So this is so cool. So let's talk about it, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, the nuts and bolts. I mean, this is a very exciting campaign, and it really is neat to take something that, you know, it's one thing because you live in San Diego, you grew up there, and you look at um, Belmont Park as it's an institution. Like, it's Correct. nostalgic. You grew up there. And, you know, you have the opportunity to help them um, gain exposure on a nationwide basis because, you know, San Diego is such a great hot tourist spot. And it's interesting, like, your perception for the park versus other people's perception, you know, like outsiders. Correct. So being able to, you know, take a different tack, take a different approach, put your mind, you know, research, put your thinking cap on from a different perspective sometimes is difficult. You know, I mean, Absolutely. it really truly is. So let's start talking about the process of how you were able to win the account and how you were able to help them and how you took this 80th anniversary and instead of marking it for one day, you stretched it out over the entire season to raise their sales past 26%. Absolutely. Well, and, and how we got the account was just a very kind referral because of our ability and our experience in, in positioning brands and companies and products. So that's, that answers that question. But when we started engaging in this, you could see this is a huge uh, potential, wonderful project, but it had a lot of, for lack of a better word, baggage around it where people would drive by and you're like, wow, this is fantastic, but why isn't it working? Which, you know, you, you could appreciate if you, if you drove by it in, in San Diego, you could say, wow, this thing is amazing, but what's What's the problem? So really, research was critical for us. And when we went in, we sat there, and we looked at the history of the park, and we looked at um, guest excerpt surveys, and we looked at the finances, and we looked at all of those things. And what, what was fascinating about it is what we found out. We're like, oh, this is a tourist place. It was not a tourist place. 
Uh-huh. It was fascinating to find out that the overwhelming number of people that attended the park were indeed San Diegans, and they decided to attend the park the last minute or with a couple days prior. So what we would have thought initially, if you look at something like a painting, oh, well, it must be X, it turned out being Y. Oh, which is so, in- okay, very, very, you know, because Mick, that's something that we do discuss here a lot, is sometimes what you believe something's going to be isn't, mm-hmm. and to keep your arms and your mind open to that. Correct, absolutely. and that changed our realization altogether. Good for you, absolutely, good for you. So what we did then was we looked at it and we said, well, you know what, then if people are deciding what to do at the very last minute, our number one target audience that we need to take a look at and, and, and pursue is going to be the media, mm-hmm. which makes great sense. That supplies top-of-mind awareness for a potential attendee to decide what they're going to do on any given day. Mm-hmm. So then we took it a step further, knowing that this is a beautiful, you know, seven-acre park situated right on Mission Beach in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could not be more gorgeous, and I'm not just pumping this for my own city. Um, <laughs> go to San Diego. Yeah, go to We're San Diego. We're in tourist season. Uh, but, yeah, come to San Diego. Uh, we also joke that when I time we have a Republican National Convention or Super Bowl, a million people move here. Um, <laughs> at any rate, I You digress. shouldn't be promoting that. You should not be promoting. I mean, I, I just went home and I remembered in the summer, as a little digression, of all of, of the, you know, out-of-towners parking in my parking space. Yeah, like, Don't forget true. that. Don't overly promote that. You'll, re- <laughs> you'll regret it. Okay. Well, at any rate, so what we did was we went and talked with the media. We actually did um, canvassing with the media, and we asked them, you know, very strategic questions. We did informal phone surveys, and what, in short, we found out was, you know, a very consistent amount of uh, the same answers. There's nothing new. Mm-hmm. was pretty much what it boiled down to. And there was about two or three other, um, you know, answers that, that wound up coming to play down the, down the road. But the most important thing was there's nothing new. Right. So then we took it a step further, and we went, well, wait a second. You know, oh, and they also felt the 80th anniversary was inconsequential. That was the other point. So we took it a step further, and we said, well, okay, so if we're on the hook to increase sales by 16% by the end of the year, which was coming up, which came up through the offset of um, the cost of the new rides that I'm going to talk about and renovations in the park, that's how they got that magical 16%. We have to, you know, look at raising sales, you know, which was about, you know, 12 million and some change, you know, on the upwards. Okay. So we put a measurable objective of, um, you know, the 16% would be about 14 million and some change by year's end. And our idea was to come up with one big bang thing to do and several other supportive ones that would address each target audience that we mm-hmm. identified through our research. And, and, and that's how were? we executed it. Okay, now when those were, because it sounds like something that we actually did for a race a racetrack locally. So, and those three object- those three marketplaces were? Target markets? Sure, the media, audiences 18 and plus, mm-hmm. and children with teens that make up families. Okay. So for the media, our strategy broke down as this. We had to change their mind from them thinking that it was the same static park. So our initial plan was to push the two new rides, which we'd give them a special preview for. And, of course, our second strategy of that was to communicate that it was a user-friendly place to come down. It would make for a beautiful backdrop, whether we're targeting sports or weather or morning shows or, you know, feature stores, what have you. Um, You can fill in the gaps on that. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, to reinforce the Giant Dipper as a San Diego institution, it was a national historical landmark, but we found that in the process of our research that it was not a state historical one. So somewhere later on in the summer, we actually got it to be a state historical one, which once again brought things back around. Absolutely. So we really kind of addressed that with the media. And then for our audience 18 and plus, we wanted to give them a reason to continue to start visiting the park. So we created a student discount night and also angled the two new rides at the park, which kind of more skewed to uh, rides of, of that particular audience. They were not kiddie rides. They were more of your kind of thrill. Thrill, right. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, and it sounds like one that you would like based on I heard that you like roller coasters. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like and, a Disney addict and a, and a Belmont Park addict now so that's, that's great and for children and teens well what it, we want to do is target the families because if you think about families translate into multiple sales multiple units in the park mm-hmm. so we created a family-friendly night throughout the week and then played off the nostalgia factor of the park and then then down the road we looked at doing tie-ins with you know holidays which i can get into when we talk about execution and you know of course the uh the new rides and then of course the the giant dipper which wound up being you know a fantastic tool that we were able to use and as you indicated the project fee was indeed 10000 and advertising was handled internally by the client with no plan for changes in their buy from the previous couple of years. So we really had just straight public relations to really carve out this, this hopeful change. That's phenomenal. Okay, so let's talk about execution. 
Well, what we did is we obviously targeted our local and print and TV, media, and radio, because obviously we knew that that was going to be our mainstay to boost awareness of the park and attendance. Mm-hmm. So we took advantage of kind of laying out the summer. In May, we had two new rides, the Beach Blaster and the Chaos. And if people are interested, they can go to belmontpark.com. And you might want to go on this, Brandy, because there actually is a virtual tour of riding the Giant Dipper where they put a camera on it. It kind of makes you feel sick as it goes up and down, <laughs> but you probably would like that. And you can actually see what some of these rides are that I'm talking about. It's belmontpark.com. Awesome. But at any rate, I digress. So what we did is we opened those two new rides in May, and we came up, came up with a really cute, um, it's a frame of a T-shirt, and we put the invitation in there, and that was our invitation to the media to come out and try these new attractions. And we opened it up to the media first, and that was kind of their, oh, wow, there is something new down here. And from there, we kind of leveraged for the entire month. You know, we said you could do live shots on these rides, which you could, um, you know, bring your, bring your listeners down, bring your viewers down to a TV station. I mean, we did absolutely everything. Morning shows to, right, you right. know, ride-a-thons. I mean, you name it, we packed it in there. How? And that was one of the first strategies that we did specifically for the media in May. Now, how much of the media, like how much of your list, your request list, how many of those people actually showed up for their for their tour, for their experience? I would say so that we had, we have six television stations in San Diego, you know, uh, you know, probably somewhere between 15 and 20 radio stations, if you mm-hmm. count the ones over the border, and 50 community newspapers and one major daily. I would probably say that um, 50%. That's a really good number. Which is a really good number, considering when you, when you think about a return on an invitation. Exactly, exactly. So these people just turned up for the evening mm-hmm. and got to have fun. Mm-hmm. It was like a night out for them. Correct. That they got Absolutely. to personally enjoy, and then they were able to look at it in terms of how can this benefit our listenership, our readership, our viewership, Correct. and then have fun so we can enroll, you know, obviously the community in this again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is, which is great. And then we turned around and we, through, again, research, which is so important, obviously, in public relations and when you're planning your, your, your campaigns, we found out by doing some judicious math that, indeed, the Giant Dipper roller coaster, which is one of the largest historic wooden roller coasters in the state of California, was going to have its 43 millionth ride. And we actually found out the day. It was, it was some really significant calculations because the Giant Dipper was closed for many years, fell to disrepair, had fires, it got restored by these wonderful people that saved it from being torn down. It's just got this great, rich history. So it took a while to figure out this math, and when we did figure it out, it wound up coincidentally being a few days shy of the 4th of July, which is indeed the 80th anniversary of Belmont Park. So we created the 43 millionth ride of the Giant Dipper, stopped the coaster at just the right time, created tickets for media. We, we counted how many seats we'd have on the train, i.e. the car that goes you know mm-hmm. around the track, right, right, right. and we filled it with the media, and a lot of the Reporters had, you know, stationary handheld cameras so they could film the ride, and we filmed it with people that saved the coaster, and it was absolutely amazing. And, and, and to top it off, we opened it up for the retro price for San Diegans to come down, and we had people camping out at 6 in the morning. I love in, like that. their little sleeping bags. Good, I love <laughs> it. That's awesome. To get that's, a ticket to ride a roller coaster. It was awesome. great. Because you know what it is? At the end of the day, everyone wants to feel connected. Right. Everyone wants to feel like they have a deal. They're part of history in the making. And then, you know, just from a pure, you know, I was thinking about this from a media standpoint, we're all kids. Like, I think the worst thing any adult can do is lose the heart of a child Mm -hmm. and taking it down to its most base element. Just inviting people out, calling it business and saying, hey, guess what? You get to, like I said, you know, you get to do something that benefits the community. But like, wow, you've got three hours to eat cotton candy. And it's 15 cents. Right. Like, ride on a, I mean, give me a break. Ride on a roller coaster, you know, go on one too many rides like me probably and eat too much cotton candy and then get sick. Like, that's award winning for me. It, it was fantastic. They're actually going right to ride the Giant Dipper today in 2006 is $5. So 15, well, it shows you inflation. Uh, 15 yeah, cents was what it cost. And we had a Dixieland band and cake and we had a huge ribbon cutting. And it was just an amazing event. And what was so, I want to use the word iconic about mm-hmm. it was it created such a buzz that these ticket sales for the Giant Dipper for like the preceding like month were off the chart because people wanted to go and just whether it be ride a piece of history or it reminded them of it. And then once you're in the park, okay, say you come down to ride the Giant Dipper. Oh, wow, you know what? There's those two other new rides that we have here. And, oh, my gosh, look at this Midway. And look right. at these restaurants. And look at this and look at that. And, and you're not you going know, to abandon. You're going to stay in the experience. Exactly, exactly. Now, did you help them? Did you help them to change anything different, like, you know, space organization, flow, 
you know, any anything like that that would actually keep people contained there so that they'd actually, you know, they, from an exploration standpoint? That's a great question. Actually, if you look at the footprint of the park, just by virtue of how they have laid out the various different attractions around the midway and carnival types of things and restaurants, it, it has a natural flowing progression mm-hmm. unto itself. So that, that was really wonderfully built in and not something that we had to address. And it worked out very well to our advantage because we knew once we got people down there, whether it be in May for, hey, there's two new rides, the Beach Blaster and the Chaos that just went in, or the first rides in X amount of years ever to come to Belmont Park, or the 43 millionth ride of the Giant Dipper just, just took place. You don't want to miss it the summer. Come on down at the 80th anniversary of Belmont Park. Regardless of what those two things were, we knew once we got people into the park, it would translate into multiple sales. Absolutely, because people have to eat and drink and ride. Correct. And then they're going to eat and drink and ride some more. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, what, what's, what's, a, what's a, uh, an amusement park without some cotton candy or ice cream or pop or, or what have you? And it's very interesting. I mean, what you're really approaching here, and I think you see this with a lot of your various venues, is um, I remember some of the racetracks actually had approached us and said, oh, my God, we're losing money because our patrons are dying. You know, I mean, literally. Right. You know, when you look at the horse track or the racetrack, what can we do to rejuvenate this and, and, and bring in, you know, the you know, the blue-collar young professionals or the white-collar young professionals. So this is a very interesting sort of um, scenario facing a lot of different um, venues in today's world. It really is, and it really comes from a standpoint of having to kind of dig down deep and look at yourself and kind of see what, what really do we have to offer, what's really a value. And the clutter of today, you need to be able to cut through that. Well, and also, too, I mean, I just think generally, I mean, this is just from like a, like a people standpoint. You know, I, w- I was home in Boston from Boston originally. I was home in Boston a week ago, and, or I think it was a week, whatever, what, two weeks ago. I lose track of time and space sometimes. And, I mean, there's so many, um, I remember driving by, and I was saying to my husband, oh, look over there, honey, there's the Constitution. And I kept saying, oh, look over there, honey. It's because I couldn't remember where the, where the Constitution, you know, the USS Constitution, the boat actually was, the tall ship. Because when you live someplace, you become benign to some of the amazing historical um, venues that you have. And right. some of the great fun things. I mean, you know, there's an area in Massachusetts called Salem Willows where they have, you know, um, a theme park and stuff. So when you live in a city, sometimes you forget about all the cool fun amenities that you actually have. So when you have the ability to take on a PR firm like you did and said, hey, we're here, you know, sometimes you don't think about us because we're such, because we're, we're almost such a commonplace, you become benign to us. Don't be benign because it's a great night out. It's not super expensive, but it's a beautiful life experience. And especially when it comes from a family perspective. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, and then you can also look at it from a student perspective for, you know, ne- another generation. I mean, Belmont Park has been around 80 years. You've got people there that, you know, went there as kids and now bring their grandkids there. Oh, yeah, and probably got engaged on the Ferris wheel. And there's got to be all sorts of great stories. There really is. And that's where it was so much fun to work on is because not only did we come up with those two overarching media initiatives, obviously the rides were given. We did find the, um, the you know, the 43 millionth ride factor, which really presented itself uh, fantastically. Mm-hmm. But then we also went back to our other audiences. I mean, we still have the student audience to attend to, and that was created by those great student nights. And we, we worked, <laughs> worked great with local colleges. We used them to grassroot the message besides their, their student publications, many of which were dark in the summer. So we had mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. use sororities and fraternities to get the message out there at the various different campuses, which worked out brilliantly. Talk about grassroots. And right, then, of absolutely. course, we had our family nights, which so, were a dollar off, um, which were, you know, they're a dollar per ride. And that, that was, um, you know, a huge discount. Tuesday nights, so you can bring your families down to Belmont Park, and it's a dollar per ride. So those different things throughout the summer that carried really kind of complemented those two arching things going into the entire campaign. And then we supported that with me- the media saying, come on down, look at all these great things they're going, targeting different shows, and we were smart enough to realize, okay, we've got six different stations, we can't blow this all out in May, we need them to come back in August. Mm-hmm. So we really strategically literally took every single possible program that could cover Belmont Park, and we mapped it out over three months. And we just really kind of forced the hand on when we wanted stuff to drop. And this is, again, where relationships come into play Absolutely. and why it's so great to have them. Absolutely. Because you can kind of steer the boat, so to speak. And, and that's really what we did. Is, is you, so tell us a little bit about the execution, how, how, you, how you, quote unquote, I don't know if that's the right word, steer the boat, right? <laughs> <laughs> when you dropped, you know, when you reached out to the various media outlets so that you could have that continuous wave of exposure mm-hmm. and it got you where you needed to go. And then let's talk about how long it took you to actually quantify the jump in sales. Oh, sure. 
Well, we had some natural things. Our, our ability was to go in and tap the media with different things every time because we knew already going into this through our research that there was a propensity of there's nothing new. Been there, done that, got that T-shirt. I mean, those were the types of things we heard time and time again when we did our research. So we went, ah, what we have to do to make this successful is we need to come and give them a reason to care. Mm-hmm. So we've got two new rides the first time that's ever happened in X amount of years. There's a reason to care. There's a 43 millionth ride up an historic roller coaster. Again, a reason to care. We found that they had not a, a they did not have a state historical status. They had a national historical status. Well, they got a state historical status that summer. Yet another reason to care. And then we kind of supplemented that with what I call your second tier stories, your family night stories, your student discount night stories, your hey, let's do a morning show from the new attractions kind of stories. And we really kind of just laid out the summer very strategically that way. Mm -hmm. And that really kind of carried into the fall where we came up with some fun ideas just to keep things going. We made a a spooky coaster. We put, you know, music (laughs) and what what do you exactly think of when you think of a spooky coaster? We did. And it was really a simple thing. And people came out in droves because they wanted to pay five bucks to ride a spooky coaster. Right, which is something you haven't experienced before. Correct. And you know what? It's the same exact ride, but you throw a couple skeletons up and it's a spooky coaster and people loved it and we got a wonderful amount of publicity on it and then we turned around and we went okay we've got one final push in this year to do because we already knew going into this that Belmont Park starts to do their retrofitting of their rides in December which makes sense because that's a slow month Mm -hmm. so we had one more hurrah to do so what we did is we said ah what happens the weekend of Thanksgiving everybody comes home you know, you've got families in town. So we're going to do a locals weekend, which we kind of took a nod from some of the, the, the parks in California. We went, let's come up with a Southern California discount weekend. So we did that, and it brought, it got a great amount of publicity. My, the funniest thing was my business partner was sitting with a live truck. Uh, gosh, it was like the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And the reporter had been out there so many times. He looks at us and goes, wow, man, that is some good PR. If you got a locals weekend at Belmont Park the weekend after Thanksgiving, and I've been out here 10 times this summer. <laughs> so I knew then that there was a really good idea that That's my team fabulous. had come up with. That's fabulous. I'm so excited. Let's do this. Um, I'm actually maybe going to run a few minutes late with you because I like you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so, so pay hell, everyone who's listening. Uh, I, I, we've actually got some extra time, which is wonderful. But let's go ahead. Let's take a break. What I want to do is talk about if we can, um, when we return, quantifying those numbers, like how sure. do you quantify those numbers, um, what your media reach actually ended up being, if you can discuss those with us. Sure. From a local, a regional, and then if it even reached to a national level. And then let's talk about the other two campaigns that you won for. Yes, and I'd also like to talk about, you know, the Silver Anvil Awards in regards to that, you know, we spoke about this briefly, and now you've got to cut to a commercial, but one of the things I hope that people take away today is, I mean, there's lots of major national mm-hmm. agencies out there that mm-hmm. are fantastic and enter these awards, but, you know, C3 Communications is a, you know, boutique public relations firm. You know, we've got, you know, three to five people, and, you know, here we're submitting stuff, and just don't think that it's something that you can't do. Anybody can enter this wonderful, wonderful competition that is just fantastic. Fantastic. So I, I hope that we can maybe take a few minutes and touch on that as well. No, I, I do want to. So I, let, let's say I, I will reinforce what Joyce just said. And it's true because it, we, Joyce and I did speak prior to this and I actually spoke to um, my lovely contact at the PRSA prior to um, the show. And that is huge. I mean, people feel, you know, first of all, it is daunting to make the application. It's daunting to think, oh, my God, you know, you're up against the most prestigious public relations firms in the world. Well, first of all, those huge agencies started somewhere. Someone's got to win. Why not let it be you and go ahead? And you are living testimony to the fact that if you have good um, practices and policies and a creative and energetic staff and your, execu- and your execution is on the ball, go and make it happen. You are on your third turn. I mean, that is fabulous and so noteworthy. So kudos to you. And I'm going to say kudos to our advertisers. And we will be right back with Cover Story with our featured guest, Joyce Trubin Curry. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. 
tracks. All new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby! TextLinkAds.com Finally, an easy way to advertise online. From planning to analysis and everything in between. Take control with TrueAdvertiser.xls from True Effect. Now manage your entire ad serving experience with your Microsoft Excel workbook. Save time. Save money. Reduce training and easily control your data with TrueAdvertiser.xls from True Effect. Taking the mystery out of online advertising once and for all. Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. You wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name, so don't do that with your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. Tollfreenumbers.com. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. You know, I, I did last night. Hey, everyone. What did you do last night, Mick? Oh, I was uh, going over a, a particular account opportunity. <laughs> 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 That's what I get for talking out of class, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we thought it was going to be Joyce. Do you think yeah. he's telling the truth, Joyce? Is that what he really did last night? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hard, hard, hard to say. No, no, I had had somebody actually come in here and say, hey, while you're on commercial, <laughs> go over something with you real quick. So. Well, we'll tell that person to walk away. Yeah. They, they we're going to have to edit this whole dead. conversation now, you know? <laughs> now my face is like beet red Good. From, from getting caught out of, out, of, out of class here during the commercial break. <laughs> Good. Good, as it should be. Well, we're going to hang you up by your big toe in a second. <laughs> oh. Well, I will be down there in your backyard in Miami, so... Coming up uh, in July. Is that July? In yeah, July, so you'll be here in July. There will so. be opportunity, so I will make sure to wear closed-toed shoes. No, no, no! no. I'm going to find a big doorway. <laughs> no, no <sandal. laughs> I'm going to believe me. We'll full cut you a sandal, and I'll find you a big long doorway, and we'll we will play pin the tail on the mick. So, oh, any- <laughs> so anyway, let's get back. Um, very interesting conversation with Joyce Trubin Curry. Truly, the focus uh, of the show is the Silver Anvil series. She is our first guest uh, as a, as a finalist for the Silver Anvil series. And you know what we are so proud of is that Joyce represents um, a small boutique company who's had the ability to win now twice the Silver Anvil Awards. And truly, the mantra is, you know what? Go for it. Fill out that entry. Be proud of who you are and what you do. I mean, there's nothing, you know, we can we can feel really good about ourselves and make money and, and, and really create a legacy for ourselves and our clients um, without winning awards. But boy, do awards feel nice, right? And like, they also support the industry, too. And that that's something that's really important. Because, you know, these awards, you can go on to PRSA, 
org, and you can look at campaigns from past winning, you know, wonderful Silver Ample winners from, from the past. And it, it's such a great resource and tool to get ideas, and it gives you such an opportunity for enrichment and growth. I mean, we, I feel very blessed that we've had the opportunity to have campaigns that have been looked at in the Silver Ample process. But let's also forget there's also a Bronze Ample process, which I know is not a point of, of, of the overall program. But, I mean, I really would encourage anyone that's listening that's interested in, you know, what is a Silver Anvil thing? And, you know, what, what, are, what is this PRSA award thing? I mean, really go to PRSA.org and take a look at it because, you know, as, as Brandy well said, you know, it is a wonderful, outstanding achievement in public relations, and it's been around for 60 years. And when you look at the scope of the people that are finalists this year, and you sit there and say, gosh, you know what, I'm a small company out there, I'm a mid-sized company, and gee, I don't know, you can do it. And I, I'm absolute, as Brandy gave a nod to, I, I firmly believe that and an absolute testament to it. So I hope that not only hopefully you've enjoyed listening to, you know, a, a wonderful amusement park in San Diego and some of the neat things that uh, went into that campaign, and hopefully you got some ideas for work mm-hmm. that you're doing, but respectively that you will next time the Silver Ambles come around, which will be, you know, in the early part of um, 2007, that when it crosses your desk, if you're a PRSA member, or even if you're a non-PRSA member, you can enter, that you will take that ability and sit there with your team and go, you know what, let's give this a try. I think that this is a really solid campaign, and we should give it a try because you just never know. And I'm going to tell you, it is an amazing event, Brandy. You and Mick definitely should go, and it is <laughs> nothing absolutely like it. No, I, like I, I want to. And I think you would look good in black tie, Meg. Hey, thank you. I always know I, I feel good in a, in a gown. And I, we won't go into this whole, like, the world doesn't have decorum. And, you know, it's nice for everyone to be dressed lovely. But but, I, but it, does, it does sound nice. And I really do hope that we have the opportunity um, to attend. And it is. Like, I think that... Um, and so I'm going to play the other side of the field. Um, Joyce, in what I think Sally Field summed it up best... Like, there's nothing better than feeling that people like you, right? When she went around, you like me. You really like me. And it's a great feeling to know we all work so hard. And for those of you that are listening that are PR professionals, well, you know, in, in regards to the PRSA, there's tons of education and support that you can garner from um, being a member, as, as, as everyone well knows. For those of you that aren't, you really need to go and check it out. And truly... There's nothing better than feeling good about your work's accomplishments. And it's nice when you, you know, you can pat yourself on the back, but it's nice when the industry as a whole recognizes you. And that's also a wonderful way to give back because like you said, um, this series that we're doing hopefully will give you the opportunity to reflect, listen to other people who are, ha- or who are finalists and then finally the winner and listen to the strategies that they've taken, adopt some of their strategies, look at it as a way to have a, a check, check, double check to see where you are going and take a look at, you know, some of the, some of the things that you've instituted, Joyce, quite frankly, they're not difficult. You know, no, sometimes, they're not. Sometimes people get caught up in the complexity and ambiguity of things when everything in life is simple. Absolutely. And, and, and it really comes down also one of the things with the Silver Anvil process is it really comes down to the four-step process in PR. And we obviously, everyone knows what that is. That's that's listening today. But, you know, it really, really forces you to, to really practice the four-step process of PR. And, and if we had not done that, sat down and done our research, this campaign would have been a totally different direction because if you look at something that we said, you look at a picture, the picture might not be what reality is. And so it really, if you're practicing PR in the highest form and you're looking at your campaigns and you're doing that rigorous work, it's really likely that you've got something pretty fantastic at the end that would be worthwhile to do. And I'll also give a nod to PRSA because if it's something you've never entered, member or non-member, they do have, and I, I don't know exactly what the exact terminology is, but I'm going to use the word coaching sessions, where you can get in touch with them, learn how to enter one, they'll give you tips. I mean, they, they really can help you through this process. So if you're out there going, oh, Oh my gosh, I don't know it's how I can daunting, possibly do this. Right. You have resources through PRSA to help you. Which is, you know what, so there is no excuse, people. There, there really, is no really excuse. isn't. And it's a fantastic opportunity. I remember the first time I went to the Equitable Center in New York City, and we, I was up with a campaign that was um, called Operation Thin Mint, which was uh, founded by a, a friend of mine who passed away. And that was in conjunction with the Girl Scout Council in San Diego. And some of the people out there might, might, might know this when I describe it. It was a cause that shipped Girl Scout cookies overseas to the troops fighting in the war. Mm. And so when you get your Girl Scout cookie sheet and you see that on it, that was started by a friend of mine. May she rest in peace. And we were I'm sitting so in the sorry. Equitable Center in New York, and that campaign was announced, and I was a part of that campaign. And I can tell you there's not a feeling like it in the world. 
And that same feeling was with me when we went for the San Diego Boat Show in 2005, and I think my friend was there with me in the room. Um. And when I'm in the room in New York this year, I, I'm, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but you know what? Even if we get a Merit Award, which is a second to the Silver mm-hmm. Anvil, to have the second place in the entire country oh, is please. still amazing. It is amazing just to be considered a finalist, just to have, you it know It is what? absolutely amazing, especially when you look at how many entries. They had a record amount of entries this year. I mean, I was there judging them. It took a while. 754 entries is a record amount, and there's 101 finalists. It's, it's, it's really phenomenal. I love that, 101. I know, 101 Dalmatians. I know, you're right. <laughs> so now let's go back to your, so I, but, it, but it's true, and, and I do think it's very strong. And just so that you know, we have a lot of people who are listening or PR professionals. We have a lot of people who cover PR within their company because they don't have, but they're also sort of, you know, they've got that Marcom sort of stature within their company. We have a lot of different type of people listening to this radio show because um, it really does cover a, a myriad of different topics. And at the end of the day, the best form of um, you know public relations is a lot of sweat equity, but let's call it free. And people are moving now over the past couple of years. I think we've seen a trend for people to move back, back towards public relations. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of people listening to the show who are high-level executives who are really trying to get a handle on what's going on in their company, how they're working with their public relations um, entity external to their company, and how they're working with their public relations entity internal to their company. If they need to um, specify a person to handle public relations internal, or if it's going to be that Marcom sort of a person, you know, if people are going to wear m- many different hats, or they're going to have various divisions that sort of encompass PR, but don't ca- actually call it that, because, um, you know, the world's sort of evolving in a lot of different ways when it comes to public relations today. So let's talk about, if we can, um, quantifying that sure, 26%. That's awesome. Well, that was really came down to the client, the San Diego Costa Company, you know, quantifying the sales at the end of the campaign, and they were great to crunch those numbers for us. And as you took a nod to at the beginning of the program, at the top of the hour, it was, uh, you know, indeed exceeded by almost 11%. We, we increased things by 26.84% and, and raised the, pro, the profits over $16 million. So there was That's a considerate phenomenal. jump that was really accomplished, and it, it really elevated the park where now we're going into this year's season. It's, you know, a couple of weeks shy of Memorial Day, and that energy is is still there this year. And people are like, great, what's, even though we don't have any new rides and we don't have, we can't run the 43 bazillion something of some jagged number of a coaster, right, right, right. people are still excited about it. So that's what's really fun is the media, just to kind of hit on that point that you wanted to address, we captured 154 TV hits, which totaled three hours, 12 minutes, 35 seconds of exposure. Wow. And that was just in the summer months. We only took the summer months of right, that. Right, that's what I was going to say. So that was really like a three and a half month period. Correct. Which is extremely strong. And when you're looking, you know, how much of that was local versus national? All of that was local. We did get many national pops with a 43 millionth ride, but that mm-hmm. was really not our focus going back to it right. was a locals park. So it did bounce around. I saw, you know, like the CNN. And I remember I actually left the 43 millionth ride and I was in LAX. Um, catching a plane, and I was in the Delta Lounge, and I went, oh, God, there's a 43 million thread, the giant zipper on CNN, cool. Does that make uh, you feel, I mean, that's going to be a proud moment. It was very cool. Yeah, it, was awesome. very, it was very neat. So, you know, it kind of came full circle. We got, you know, uh, nearly 100 print hits, and it was just, you know, the fact that people were camping out at 6 in the morning to ride a ride, it was, was amazing. And it was, and you hit on a really good point, I, I, and I, and my, my team, and I would totally agree with you if they were both here. There's nothing that we did. I mean, we didn't invent the Rubik's Cube on this thing. We just did really thoughtful research and planning and really took it down to the most common denominator. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you look at a campaign, you don't need to make it the most complex thing in the world. It can literally be, you know, go back to the basics because sometimes the basics are what makes the biggest results happen. Well, that's the foundation. And I agree with you. And and, and you did a superb job, but you did a very smart thing of you. You cut through the BS. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, mean, that that really boils down. Right. down to the fact that the PR was a support of this alone. There was really no change in the advertising budget. In fact, the management decreased the advertising budget towards the end of their campaign because our sales were so high due to PR. So you can kind of take a nod to that, Good that, you know, you. sometimes, you know, simple is best. Absolutely. And, you know, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. I'm going to cheer you on. You sound so lovely. Um, 
really for anyone that um, that isn't familiar with C3 Communications, you can reach them at c3publicrelations.com. Um, Joyce Trubin Curry, as you can absolutely tell, is so utterly lovely. I, I'm going to be crossing my fingers and toes on June 8th for you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time and mixed time and all of your listeners' time. And I really hope that everyone, you know, will get a little bit more involved in PRSA and the Silver Ample process. And thank you guys for allowing PRSA to have this venue to really talk about what the great work that's being done across the country. Well, thank you. You know what? I think it's so important. And you know what? I think we might ask you to check back um, sure. in time because, you know, we're sort of molding and growing the series as we go. And, and you as a judge, if we can do this with from an unbiased sort of perspective, if we can have you sort of pop in in different times and maybe can, you know, uh, check in with us, I think that would be wonderful. It would be my indeed pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Terrific. And thank you for being here. And for those of you um, that are interested, you can go on over to the PRSA.org or um, let me shuffle through my papers here, which I don't have in front of me. That's hideous. Producer man. Um, you can also <laughs> you can also go over to um, the Silver Anvil Awards, which is um, www.prsa.org slash awards slash silver slash index dot ASP. I believe I'm doing this properly. And check out and go reserve your seat so we can cheer on because I know I'm personally bonding. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I mean, really, like now I feel really bad because I don't want to feel great about the next person that comes on. But I just want to sit in the audience and cheer for you. So That's so kind. Thank you. And just to make things real easy. I just pulled up. You can actually go through prsa.org and to access the Silver Ample stuff. So if not everybody got that huge long URL, yeah, right. you can just go exactly. to prsa.org and you'll be able to find everything right away. That's awesome, you guys. It's $295 a person, RSVB by June 5th. And uh, we'll see you there at the Silver Anvil Awards. Best of luck to you. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. You guys have a most Take wonderful care. afternoon. You enjoyed. Great show. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. Um, for those of you listening to the network, please do not forget to continue tuning in for the rest of our day with our awesome uh, live show lineup. You can also receive us in podcast format and mobile casting. Just go to the front of the site and we'll show you how to do that through Citus and, um, and Melodio. So we will be back next week. Ciao. Webmasterradio.fm. Dot, dot <laughs>